welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> Today we are going to chat about The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai, but first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Okay. Reading. I did read an extra book this week. Um, I read Kerrigan Byrne is starting. I thought there were more books out there. I was a little disappointed, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, um, mystery series. And the first book is called the business of blood. And that's what I read this week. And it was really good. And if you like just mystery and it's set in the 1880s and she is like a, she cleans up her business is she cleans up after crime scenes and she gets really into wanting to figure out who Jack the Ripper is so it's during that time frame and um there's there wasn't a lot of romance but there's gonna be mom senses it I can see it coming and I'm here for it and um uh, it was just really a fun book to read, and I'm looking forward to the next one, but it's not coming out till next year, which is stupid. I could have told you that that was Kerrigan, your book. come on. <laughs> Don't be so lame. Get me a book out now. Um, I didn't read anything else this week. We did go to Disneyland since we last spoke, and it was delightful. We had a really fun time. It was a great trip. Um, It seemed... Like, as busy as it usually does, um, but the lines were so short. And I was telling mom and our group that I think it just seems like there's a lot of foot traffic because nobody is inside anywhere because yeah. usually there's people, you know. Well, they couldn't have any lines inside any of the buildings. And if you have been to Disneyland, you know that it's set up so that you're, the line kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of lines that happen inside and meanders shade through and hallways like and things. Um, but there's no lines inside, and then the lines that are outside are social distanced. So it well, seems like the lines are really long. Everybody's but... eating out in pathways. Everybody, yeah. you know. So, um, so, but it was very nice. We had like amazing weather. We were able to get on everything, and it was the niece's first time, and. She loved it, and I guess when my brother was putting her to sleep the night we got home, she was, like, crying because she missed Disneyland. And we were like, yes, success. That's worth all the money I paid for the trip. <laughs> but we had a very nice time, and it was nice just to – we had all of our family there, and, um, yeah, so it was just nice to – We had a great time. Have, like, our first kind of excursion – post 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 most of covid yeah post, post the worst of covid i guess <laughs> is what we'll say um hopefully that's the worst of covid jiminy christmas um so that i so i didn't read anything because that took place and then just catching up on school and all that was kind of well we haven't watched Okay, much. so I have, though, don't forget. Oh, um, that's right. I do remember that. <laughs> so I recovered from our trip, I caught up on school, and then I was like, I want to watch something. So you guys, I started and finished my first K-drama, 
Um, I watched Crash Landing on You, which I know when someone was on the show, they talked about this show. Someone's I, talked about this before. And I can't. Me. It's one of the Sarahs, I think. And I'm sorry, ladies, that I can't remember which one of you it was. But um, yeah, I watched it essentially in one day, which if you know how long those episodes are. Are the episodes like two hours long? Like they're, they're like in an hour, like they range from an hour to an hour and a half. It kind of just depends. I don't know how it works over there. Um, but this one was on Netflix. Um, and if you don't know what it's about, it's about a girl who is paragliding in South Korea, and there is a storm which includes a tornado. What? It's like it's like Kansas. <laughs> yeah, basically. And she, while paragliding in this storm, ends up in North Korea. And Who goes paragliding when there's a chance there might be a tornado? Well, Mom, the weather forecast did not forecast that yeah, there was going to be a storm. A tornado. <laughs> for a tornado to form, it has to come out of a pretty ugly storm. It's not like they just Mom? pop up out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on with the, you know, <laughs> North Korean meteorology or the South Korean meteorology, but they screwed up on this day. Okay? I guess. <laughs> Either that or they've got some kind of crazy weather system over there. Um. Anyway, so she ends up in North Korea. This handsome North Korean soldier finds her. Heyo. And um, they, this is not like maybe the first time they've met. There's all this sort of fate that they have. And... She ends up stuck in North Korea for a while, and he helps hide her, and of course, they fall in love, and Korean drama antics do ensue. Um, it's really cute. I I mean, like, suspend some disbelief, and it's delightful. The characters are all, like, super sweet. It's a very heartwarming show. Also very, like, soap opera in, po- in parts, but... You know, because there's very villainous bad guys and such. But I I really liked it a lot. If if you guys have a recommendation for me based on me liking that one, let me know. Um, but I will say I would love if it was on Netflix or Hulu because it was so nice to have <laughs> subtitles that were not, like, garbage. <laughs> um yeah, our so. Turkish shows don't always have the best no, subtitles. No, bless them. I'm so appreciative of all the people who, like, subtitle them. But, yeah, it they sometimes need help. Um, so, yeah. So, that was delightful. And I had a great time with it. Um, the other thing we had been watching that I don't think we talked about last time was Mayor of Easttown. Oh, yeah. Um, which we have been liking a lot. Um, much heavier than Crash Landing on You. Um, but it's the Kate Winslet show on HBO. Very broad churchy, if you like that. But over in America. Yeah, but in America. Um, and... But it's one of these small towns where this murder is committed and then it's just seems like... literally everybody could possibly have done it. Everyone seems like a murder (laughs) suspect, so... Um, but Kate Winslet does a really good job and that's been good. And then because my dad has been out of town, we've been watching murder shows... So we watched uh, the first forty-eight, which, which we've never watched, and and that one's been pretty good. Um, but mom and I, uh, so I work with the teenage girls at our church, 
and, you know, help do the program for them. (laughs) And they were doing a fundraiser yesterday to raise money for this camp that they do every summer. And um, so we somehow got ourselves saddled with making cinnamon rolls that were ordered because, like, the girls were selling a very variety of things. When we volunteered, we didn't realize how... how popular no. this was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. And um, so we ended up making 30 pans of cinnamon rolls. It ended up being like 250 cinnamon rolls. Um, and we spent like all day doing that yesterday. And yeah. I still ache Yes, from doing it. My poor feet were destroyed. But um, so all that being said, this is our latest recording that we've ever done. <laughs> Because we didn't get a lot of reading. Well, we didn't. We didn't get to do any reading. And then today, yeah, my son came over with my granddaughters, and just to give his wife a day off, which we loved having him here. But we were like, oh, we got we got to read a book. book. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's late, which will either make for a bad episode or a or punchy the best episode weird. ever. <laughs> episode. Um. But yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say before we get into the book is that next week is the free for all. Um, I've started getting some recordings for the free for all. Um, but obviously we want to hear from more of you. So don't forget that that's happening. And if you have questions about how to get that to me, DM me or someone suggest a book for me to read because I don't know what I'm going to read. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Also, we still have the poll going for the next summer reading list. I probably will. Well, I will finalize that this week, though. So, um, yeah. So make sure you get over to the poll and uh, vote vote and we'll see how that shakes out. Um, Okay, today we are chatting about the dating plan. I almost said the dating, dating game. game. The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai. It is the follow-up to her debut novel, The Marriage Game. And the third book in the series, The Singles Table, is set to come out in November. So here is the back cover description for The Dating Plan. Daisy Patel is a software engineer who understands lists and logic better than bosses and boyfriends. With her life all planned out and no interest in love, the one thing she can't give her family is the marriage they expect. Left with few options, she asks her childhood crush to be her decoy fiancé. Liam Murphy is a venture capitalist with something to prove. When he learns that his inheritance is contingent on being married, he realizes his best friend's little sister, which you know I like, has the perfect solution to his problem. A marriage of convenience will get Daisy's matchmaking relatives off her back and fulfill the terms of his late grandfather's will. If only he hadn't broken her tender teenage heart nine years ago. Sparks fly when Daisy and Liam go on a series of dates to legitimize their fake relationship. Too late, they realize that very little is convenient about their arrangement. History and chemistry aren't about to follow the rules of this engagement. Mom, what did you think of the dating plan? Ellen, I really, really liked this book. Did you? I did. I think I'm just a liked on this one. I really liked this one. And you're stupid. <laughs> um, I don't know. And maybe it's some of reading it quickly, but um, I felt like the pacing was a little off. They both kind of 
bugged me a lot of the time for a variety of reasons. Um, and I really liked this I one, was just like a lot. Kind of and I liked both of them. And yeah, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just going to spoiler alert. I think a lot of the readers kind of are on my side on this well, one. Well, whatever. So. Then they're well, all wrong. A lot of listeners. So. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble again. Because yeah. I was harsh last time. Yeah. <laughs> people disagreed with calling me. people out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of... There was just something, I, the you know, the magic wasn't there for me on oh, this one. I really like this one. Um, but there's a lot about the premise that I really like. You know, I mean, we've got a brother's best friend. We've got a fake relationship. Fake relationship. I like all those things. I don't know. It just, it wasn't. Well, there are some things that bugged me some, and I'll talk about them as we go. Yeah, we are going to talk about those. Okay, <laughs> um, what did you think of Daisy as our heroine? Um, I liked Daisy. I had a, here's, here was my problem with Daisy. First of all, the whole, um, get over it. Yeah. The whole prom thing where he stood her up. It's like, that was 10 years there, ago. Yeah. There needed to be something bigger that happened to piss her off that much. And I mean, I, I get, you know, being hurt, but I don't know any 28-year-old that's still, like, dwelling on prom. I'm sorry. Maybe that's just me and, like, my school's prom, but, um... Well, and I, I think, too, that, um... This, this poor guy, because the family knew him really well, and they really liked him, and he was a nice kid, and it turned out that he was really doing their family a huge service by, yeah. you know, by what he ended by up doing. By standing her up at the prom. Yeah, but it's it just it's funny to me that none of them when this happened none of them thought well something bad must have really happened for him not to be able to show up yeah it's, it's all it, just to give oh, him he stood her up to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt especially since they knew that he had a terrible home life i mean they knew he came from a bad home and they they knew things about him and it just seems to me like someone would have thought well especially when he Stands her up the prom, okay, whatever, but then also disappears with his mother, who they know is abused. Yeah. Like, on the rig. You know, you don't think, hmm, okay, so something went something down. Must, something important must have happened if he didn't show up. I mean, it yeah. just seems like someone would have, you know, thrown this yeah. kid a bone. <laughs> I think he... We've read books where someone has hurt somebody in high school... That were done a lot better than this one. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, what was the one, I think Dear Enemy or something, which yeah. even that we were kind of a little bit like, get over it, but hers was, she had much more like cause to be pissed at him than she well, did. Well, and it seems at, to me at some point, Sanjay, is that how you say his name? Yeah. The brother Sanjay. would have said, oh, you know. Let's go easy on let's him. Let's go easy on Liam. I, I mean, because the brother was still around. I mean, it seems like he would have, like, stood up for him a little bit. I couldn't figure out what the ages were. Well, he was with... older than her. So was he, and and it was. But they kept talking about, like, her being a freshman, and or there was a freshman and a senior in that situation. But... Well, and she was. But she was going to prom. And she was over 16, because he kept talking about when she turned yeah. 16, that that so, was, like, the magical. All of that was, uh, so the whole prom thing, I was, like why what what's going on why what uh, yeah um so i had a problem with that other than that 
And is this our second venture capitalist book in this series? Wasn't the yeah. other guy a venture capitalist? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like we're in a rut. It's the, <laughs> the romance career of the summer, I guess. But um, other than that, I, I mean, I liked her kind of her journey where she was. But also back to the prom thing. Um, <laughs> I need like. I had a hard time like buying why this was why she was so hung up on it, but then the fact that she tells people and everybody is like, "Oh my gosh, on par with human trafficking!" Yeah. What the heck? I'm like, get over it. It's freaking prom. I mean, maybe you can tell that I didn't go to prom, so well, um, maybe you can tell I didn't either. <laughs> so maybe how sad and depressing her wait. But you know, so obviously, but I've had time to get over it and i was over it as soon as it happened so <laughs> yes um yeah so um can i move on now from the prompt yeah, fine okay fine i mean i might come back to it but <laughs> but um i did like seeing her kind of grow and develop and kind of coming out of her shell some and and you know, these, these 28 year olds who become CEOs of companies, because I yeah. think it's the second time we read a book about that. Too. With, I know. Um, <laughs> both, one... both of them. I'm like, you guys are, I mean, this is my 33 year old self who's going back to school, but <laughs> like, like, both of you are like partners and, you know, CEOs at 28. And it's like, okay, guys, calm down. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Daisy is cute. I liked her awkwardness, but also, like, she's not awkward at all, so that was sometimes a little disjointed for me, but whatever. It's cool. Um, they talked about how cute her outfits were, and a lot of times when people dress vintage, I'm like, yes, I, I'm on board. I get it. Some of her outfits, when they described them, I would be like, what, what the, the hell, hell is she wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hat with the feather. And tassels. And yeah. I'm just like, what is going on here? <laughs> I get vintage. I totally get that. Yeah. But I was like. And there were elements where I'm like, okay, cute, cute. What? What? <laughs> the hats yeah. with a feather? Yeah. Is she Peter Pan? <laughs> yeah. The hats. I'm not a hat person in general. Like, I Because we have ginormous we hands. Have ginormous. We'll just say it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't wear hats well, but. Yeah, I was really, I was really thrown by the hat with the feather, and some, and with the of, large yellow and, feather. You know, no one loves Avengers and Marvel more than us. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> but you guys might not have this, an Iron Man bra. You guys might not bra. know this about me, but I am not one to shy away from a nerdy T-shirt. I mean, literally, I have so many of them that I have to keep making T-shirt quilts just to like give <laughs> them a purpose. She runs out of room in her drawers. Yeah, basically. Um. But all the Avengers underwear was a bit much. And as someone who, you know, is pretty aware of the fan merch, I'm like, does that, does that much even exist? Yes. And I would not want two Hulk faces on my boobs. That's weird. <laughs> and so... I'm thinking you could pull it off, though, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe not as much as you used to be able to. <laughs> I know. They've gone down a bit since... Poor babies. Um, but yeah, that was all... A little much, but I did appreciate her way of coping from a breakup is to watch a Marvel marathon. Which, by the way, I have done. Well, not since after a breakup, but yes. N not after a breakup. No, I've done that many times. 
<laughs> like just okay i'm gonna start with this one and just go all the way through yeah um so i appreciated that and i appreciated her friends and family giving her a hard time about that because i also get that um not from mom but other people um so yeah so she was cute there's things about her about that bug me prom being prominent among them but also i was i don't know she she she's supposed to be like this kind of awkward you know socially person but then she's got like machismo for days and she's got sexual swagger for days and that i don't know it felt a little incongruous to me that this description of her However, also dog is in rare form with the snoring yeah, with today. The snoring. Um, it's just I do have a son though who was going to college. He was going to be a computer um, programmer. Programmer, yeah. And he literally had like counselors and teachers telling him you're you're too um, outgoing and likable to be a computer programmer. But that's what I mean. Is like <laughs> she's you know I don't know. Like I think we're supposed to kind of think that she's maybe a little bit on the spectrum. Um, You know, she's got this kind of, like, deep-seated... She needs to shut down in order to work. Yeah, and she's got these kind of deep-seated issues with her mother and um, being kind of a little odd and all these things. But um, we don't actually... We just get told that a lot, and we don't always see a lot of it. And I think we're supposed to think that she grew out of some of it, but I don't know. It just... I and I don't want to put off any computer programmers. I just... You're all lovely people. <laughs> you are lovely people. And, you know, it's a skill I wish I had. And... Well, I actually have a few friends that are... But all the computer programmers I know are a little, you know... Yeah. Shy and awkward. Yeah. A That's, little quirky. Yeah. But um, love them for it. That's my favorite part of them as people. Um, okay. What did you think of Liam as our hero? I liked Liam. I felt bad that he got a bad shake all the time. Yeah. His brother was awful to him in the beginning. And then all of a sudden it's like complete yeah, flip. We're going to and... talk about that too. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I, I liked Liam and I liked the fact that he was kind of a different um, romance hero for us in that, you know, he didn't have the college degree. He had kind of a checkered past. He, I mean, we don't. His is another one, though, where, like, he's, we're told that he's, like, a bad boy. But, like, we don't ever really see it much. Like, it's kind of like a show not, or a tell not show type of thing. Yeah. Um, And so I never really bought into, like, this bad boy mystique that he's supposed to have. Because he's really just kind of a goofball and you know seems to be very charming but also there was a lot of times where like what was when he when they were um I like him overall but there were there were times where I'm like what um when they were motorcycling and they run into the girl who was like making all sorts of comments about like how they slept together and all this stuff and he's just laughing it off and like his fiance, this girl that he's like falling in love with, is right there, and I'm like, "Come on, like say, this is my fiance, by the way. Don't mind her." Yeah, so you know, let's cool it with, you know, and not say it, but at least give her. Which you know, I mean, like, it's fine to acknowledge that 
we all have history, but it's like, well, some of us, not me, but, <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, no, that part bugged me too. Cause he wasn't, cause if it had been reversed from what we've seen and yeah. some guy came up to hurt, cause even with Hunter at the yeah, bar. Yeah, he was losing his freaking mind. Yeah, he was going berserko and here's this other girl does it to him and he's just like oh, <laughs> oh yeah we totally banged <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like okay okay um and she was like still deliberately hitting on him like in front of her and yeah. i don't know that was all just weird um so and then he was a little too quick to commit for a diehard commitment phobe. Like, well, when, the, when it comes down to it, I was expecting, you know, his whole conflict to be like, but I'm not ready to commit. I've, you know, done all this. But then it's like, nope, I love her. It's just that I'm not deserving of her. And that was his problem. And so, I don't know. And, well, the whole thing was... Everything that happened, I was like, wow, we're going here already. I mean, there was a lot, like, yeah, they definitely weren't going to have sex. And then pretty quickly, they break down and have sex. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean. And then they're not going to do it again. But pretty quickly, they break down and do it well, again. Well, even because they're, they're going to, pretty quickly, they start having sex and then they get cut off. And so then they're like, okay, but we're not going to do it again. And then they have sex, like, all the way. And they're like, but we're, that's going to be the only time. And then they do it again. And, yeah. I mean, pretty much everything that they swore they weren't going to do, they did pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to fall in love. Oh, I love him. I mean, everything just happened very, and I was like, okay. Very, and, it's like, there's a lot of 180s yeah. in this book. And I think we're supposed to buy that it's because he's always been in love with her, but it still felt like very sudden to me. And... I don't know. I don't know. And just, there was so much of, you know, but this is a fake relationship. This is a fake relationship. I'm like, That's always oh my thing. gosh, girl. If you can't see that, you know, he has feelings for you, then you're a complete moron. Yeah. That leads perfectly into this next What is your next question, question Ellen? Um, Kate, what's the number one rule of a fake engagement, Mom? Um, don't tell anybody that it's a fake Holy engagement. Holy hell. <laughs> These guys tell everybody that they're fake engaged. Everybody. And it was driving me crazy because she said, I'm only going to tell my cousin Layla because I tell her everything. And, and I'm he's like, like okay. okay, I'm only going to tell this one person because same. I well, tell them everything. but she tells Layla and then they just have like out loud conversations when all the aunties are around and the aunties are the ones she was trying to keep it from <laughs> yeah. because she wanted them to leave her alone. And, and then she tells everybody at work about it, she, you know. Everybody at the bar, everybody, I mean, just everybody knows. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point, guys? Yeah. It doesn't even make, and he's trying to keep it from his brother, but. Well, I mean, and I think they're, yeah, they're trying to keep it from family members, but also for legal reasons. Yeah. They're trying to keep it from, you know, there's people that look into these things <laughs> about like fake marriages when there's huge amounts of money on the line. And so. I'm like, you don't think this is going to come back to bite you in the ass? Like when you're trying to get your distillery and, and all this telling stuff? telling everybody? Yeah, it was, that was weird. 
Yeah. And, I mean, there were more people that knew it was fake than not. And I'm like, so what's the point of this? Like, and it kind of, you know, the thing that we love about a fake relationship in a book is that there, it creates a lot of opportunity for it's like, well, we have to fake to be in love. We have to Because pretend all to- these people think that it's fake. Yeah. But they, you lose some of that when everybody knows it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally when a guy is, when this guy who's, like, into her at work is coming up and being like, oh, well, I thought it was okay because you guys are, I heard you guys are faking it. It's like, that ruins what we love about a fake relationship. <laughs> well, the whole thing about, um, well, we're st- I'm still going to sleep with people. I can't go the whole year without sleeping with somebody. It's like, okay, then that's going to ruin everything. You can't. Well, they come back, you know, they come off of that, but... They do, and you knew that they were going to. Yeah, obviously. But, um, and, yeah, the whole thing about, uh, well, I have to kiss you in the bar because people are watching. It's like, okay, but everyone there that's watching knows it's fake. (laughs) Yeah, So why do you have to make out in the bar? I mean, like, yeah, do it, but... (laughs) Yeah, but it takes away some of the, you know, tension. Yeah, what we love about a fake relationship. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they were all they were all over the place. I'm like, get your act together, guys. Like, come on. Um, okay. Um, on the plus, I would say the element that I enjoyed the most in this book was kind of the family dynamics. Yes. Mainly her family. Agree, disagree? I agree. Okay. Um, I wish there had been more of it, honestly. Because, you know, a big part of who they're faking this for is her family. Right. That's, like, her, most of her drive in agreeing to it. Um, and I think I wish there had been more of it because they were the people that, you know, they okay. were lying to. And, and I will say them. she must have like 50 aunts yeah. because there was never th- the same name twice. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple that we saw multiple times, but then they'd throw out names and I'm like, where did she come from? Where are all these people coming from? How many, how many people are in this family? Well, you can't judge. You have a lot of aunts, too. I do have a lot of aunts. And I have a lot of cousins. Because yeah. I had a lot of aunts who had a lot of big families. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I wish there had been more of it, especially with her family. Her family was more fun than his family. He had some characters on his side, too. But um, I don't know. I just liked all the... <laughs> All the kind of managing ants and especially when he started to win them over slowly, it was kind of cute. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I will say, though, Layla bugged me, so that didn't make me particularly sad that I hadn't read the first book, which was about her Layla and... Bug- and Sam. Layla yeah. bugged me, too, and I even told you that. I said, her cousin kind of bugs me because yeah. her cousin's the one that kept bringing up the prom thing and yeah. kept dwelling like, on that over and over and over again. And, and since even when, even when Daisy had brought it up and I was like, get over it. The fact that her cousin who it didn't even happen to kept bringing it up. I'm like, you really need to get over it. Like, come on. Um, well, and these people who, <laughs> this goes back to the prom thing, but <laughs> we're always going to come back to these prom. people who have like a destroyed heart when they're 16 or 17 years old. It's like, because even your driver's license song, where she sings about how, love it. <laughs> how, how she's just never going to love anyone else again. I'm like, you're effing 16 years old. <laughs> I know, but that's the best part about it. <laughs> it's like, really? You're going to swear off ever loving anyone ever but again because... because something happened when you were 16? <laughs> but 
the thing that's good about that song is she <laughs> is 16. And, like, when you're 16, that does feel like, oh, my gosh, I will never love again. But that's what kind of makes it fun as a 30-year-old to sing is because it's, like, this is so ridiculous and dramatic <laughs> that I, it makes me love it all the more. But the thing that should have happened here, which it does to a certain extent, we're just harping on this prom thing really hard, but... <laughs> The thing that should have happened here is it's like, you know what? It was freaking prom 10 years ago. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but, and there was a, a moment where I was like, holla freaking Lou. But um, where uh, Layla brings up the prom later on in the book and uh, Daisy finally is like, well, I wouldn't say my heart was broken. It was bruised, bruised a little bit. And I'm like... Yes! Okay, let's stop freaking making this out to be the worst thing that has ever happened to anybody ever. Right. Like, jeez Louise. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about the climax and the resolution. So we have the motorcycle accident, which I think is the climactic moment because then that causes them to break up. Break up. And then the reconciliation. Um, so. And this was one of those books. We also need to talk pre-conflict. I've ridden on a motorcycle. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what are, is she riding on a sawhorse? I don't know what he's got her riding Or, like, on. are they just riding over, like, the rumble strip the whole time? Well, like, and here's another thing. I don't know where this author is from. But when she refers to the 101 in San Francisco... They don't call it the 101 in San Francisco. Well, yeah. Northern Californians don't put the in front of... Southern Californians. That's yeah. a Southern Californian thing. When I lived in LA, my parents wanted to disown me because I came back putting the in front of all the freeways. And it's like, no, it's just Highway 101 or... 101. 101. Um, I think she's from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, well, so, so it is southern for her but not all the way southern <laughs> um but yeah the motorcycle thing i was like it does not hurt that much especially i mean like i've ridden on the back of many motorcycles because my husband's a motorcycle guy my husband's an everything guy yeah, you name he, it he's the guy he's been into it <laughs> he's a horse guy he's a boat guy he's a motorcycle guy he's, he's been gonna a be surf- a plane guy because he wants to buy a plane he's been a surfing guy he's been uh yeah he's gone through it all everything everything Anything? and we have a garage full of toys <laughs> to it's kind of what he's known for <laughs> yes is having yeah, even people outside the family know that he just goes from hobby to hobby to hobby yep. bless his sweet little heart yeah but um um, I've ridden on the back of motorcycles and he did own a Goldwing at one time. Yeah. And which that, is the more comfortable which one. Which is the more comfortable but one. But he's also owned, you know, bikes that aren't, yes. don't have comfortable. And yeah, it's not great and it's not great for long rides, but Jim and me, I was like, <laughs> honey, it does not hurt this bad. Like, yeah. Seriously. I don't know how you're sitting on it or... Try standing in the kitchen and, and baking <laughs> cinnamon rolls all day long. Yeah, that'll kill you. <laughs> that nearly killed me. <laughs> but I was just like, geez, girl, calm down. Um, but so they get in a, in a motorcycle accident. Um, he comes to this realization that he doesn't deserve her. He only puts her in danger, et cetera, et cetera. Same, same old same for a romance novel, you know. 
Well, and I think, I mean, I bought into his reasoning because he was pretty broken from his family. He was raised in a very broken home. Yeah. And he had a dad who put him down all the time. And so I yeah. get where his feelings of inadequacy Yeah. Are. No, I didn't, I wasn't mad. Like, when that moment came, listen, there had been a lot of other things that I had been angry with him at that point. So I was like, when that came along, I'm like, okay, you know, this is to be expected, right? Um... Related to this moment, Brendan got redeemed a little too quick for me. He was a dick and a half. He was horrible to him. Yeah. And then it's like... Well, the fact that he sent in the tracks to tear up the place before he'd even... Like... Yeah. It wasn't even... It wasn't even his. So yeah. it's like, who gave you the right, sir? Um, and the fact that the attorney signed off on it... Yeah. Just none of that made sense to me. Yeah, no. None of it. I, I was not on board with any of that. And, um, you know, they have a conversation that I think needed to be had and all that. But, um, yeah, the Brendan Redemption Tour was a little too, like, what? Like, too left field for yeah. me. Um, I think that, you know, they could be on the road to recovery and that would be nice. But the whole, like... Yes, let's work together and do this. I was just like, yeah, what guys? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, also related to this moment, totally knew it was going to be Sanjay, who... Oh, I, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm surprised the next book isn't about Sanjay. Yeah, me too. It's about some cousin that we... I don't remember hearing anything about. Maybe he was in the first book. I don't know. No, it's a girl. It's Maybe a she was in the cousin. first book. Yeah. Um, and, but them texting towards the end about their dates was kind of cute. Um, you know, he's like, we still have date number seven and eight, number eight being the wedding. Um, but related well, to the wedding date. I literally, though, <laughs> at like, after she made him crawl up the window, you know, climb up the window yeah, and climb in. Cute. And they has, that was cute. Yeah. And, um. And, you they know, they sex. had sex. And then I, and I was like, I still have like three chapters left. What on earth can possibly? Well, I'm happen? so confused about, so they were talking about going to Vegas and then they were talking about, I guess maybe this is why. So I was thinking that their plan was still to get married so that he could get the distillery as opposed to Brendan. But then they're not married by the end of the book. But it just turned out that they decided to keep the distillery together in the okay. family. Okay. I guess that's fine. I just didn't want Brendan to win by any stretch. <laughs> Brendan was horrible. Yeah, Brendan was a dick. I don't um, know how his wife, because his wife seemed like a perfectly delightful woman. She had a couple moments, though, too, where I was like, bitch, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was something. Man, you are on the warpath today. <laughs> I'm trying to be very sorry. Open-minded. I know. I'm sorry, you guys. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. I was fine with the ending. I thought. I thought a lot of the stuff that happened at the end was actually kind of cute. But um, it was cute. And and once. Um. She left the wedding, and I and it was raining. I was like. She's going to a bus stop. I knew that that was going to come back around at yeah. some point because why say it if it's not going to come back around? Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
that's how the book ended. And yeah, it's, it was cute. It was cute. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Um, they have more of it than I was expecting them to have. And not all of it was all that crucial to the story. Some of it was. I don't know that we needed a description every time, but. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. The the bed breaking sex was kind of fun. and, And when he's like. Point me in the direction of <laughs> what you want to be destroyed What, what furniture we're going to destroy. And then it was funny when her aunts were like, I think our kids were jumping on the bed or something because all your furniture is broken. <laughs> She's like, uh, don't worry about that. Okay, um, what was your swooniest moment? Um, I was thinking about this, Ellen. My swooniest moment was... I have mine. Okay, you go. Um, probably when he saves her from the motorcycle and then sits outside her room for three days. Yeah, you always which like a, a sick bed. I do. <laughs> this also happened in the Korean drama as well, oh. where there's just, he had to stand outside her room. He could not be parted from her. Well, it was weird to me, though, that he didn't ever want to go in and see her. That happened in the Korean drama, too. Mom. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I did like the kiss in the rain and the bus stop. That was cute. Um, he proposed to her like four times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a lot of proposals in this. And um, I don't know. I um, He was kind of a swoony guy. He did a lot of swoony things. Yeah. They were cute. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> You're just bragging on everything. I'm not. I'm... I I liked this book. I mean, there are things that I've complained about. Yeah. Uh, don't act like you haven't. I have. I have. I have. Prom. Lest we forget prom. Prom. Jeez, the freaking prom. <laughs> well, can you tell that we're kind of not prom enthusiasts? Yeah. That's not, not our bag. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will hear some of your thoughts on the dating plan and see if you're Team Mom or Team Ellen. <laughs> I kind of already know, so stay with I us. I don't. Hi, No Yomo. It's Ellen here with another recommendation for you because this episode is brought to you by Kensington's latest anthology from Diana Palmer, Rebecca Zanetti, and Kate Pierce, and it's titled Lone Wolf. Headlined by Western romance legend Diana Palmer, three celebrated New York Times bestselling authors combine their talents to celebrate the wildest version of man's best friend, the noble wolf. Each novella revolves around a rugged man, Heyo, and his trusty wolf protector as an opportunity for happily ever after, afters, because there's three of them, arise. Filled with sizzling tension and well-drawn characters, animal and human alike, this anthology is sure to resonate with readers looking to answer the call of the wild. And looking over these story descriptions, we're dealing with a lot of remote cabins, forced proximity, suspense, passion, humor, heroic alphas, but also alphas who need to be saved themselves. And I know how much all of us love these tropes. So if you need a break from all the beachy reads this summer and want to head to the mountains, consider checking out Lone Wolf from bestselling authors Diana Palmer, Rebecca Zanetti, and Kate Pierce wherever you get your books. And let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. Bye. 
Welcome back. So you've heard what we think. <laughs> um, varied opinions that we have on the book. So let's hear what you guys think. So first we have Andrea who says, This was a four, five star book for me. I loved the characters and the storyline, but wow, I hated the Marvel talk. It's yeah. one thing to reference it when you're talking about watching the movies and their likes, but on her bra, it was a bit much for me. We agreed. I don't disagree with that, as I've already expressed. And I am a Marvel girl through and through. I mean, literally, when we were in Disneyland, I bought a Marvel shirt, and it says freaking huge Marvel on my back. So, um, But you didn't get the bra and panties. I, I didn't get the bra and panties that they had at Disneyland in the gift shop. <laughs> Because that's a thing. <laughs> um, Bethany says, it was a bit too not like other girls for me. Yes, that's good, Bethany. For example, what did her hats actually look like besides quirky? <laughs> Does she have one quirky hat she wears all the time? Or are there lots of ambiguously quirky hats in her wardrobe? <laughs> and when she gives that big speech to her boss, I wanted to sink into the floor and die. No one talks like that. I can forgive some flowery talk in romance novels, but when it's a contemporary and she's talking to her boss who is not the hero... Well, I would revisit that moment in my mind till the day I died, thinking, remember that one time? Well, why didn't he stop me? Gosh, why? Also, the hero was a bit of a dick. <laughs> I like that as a tag. Um, yeah, he could be a dick sometimes. I'm not going to He was very cocky. That. His cockiness kind of got a little old sometimes, Yeah, I would say. Um, Catherine says, the reaction to him standing her up at prom seems outsized. Catherine, I don't know if you noticed, but we agree. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> if any of them had ever read a book, they'd know the he stood me up at prom trope always turns out to be a misunderstanding. Yeah. Even so, if someone who made me angry 10 years ago entered my life right now, I would fake smile, grimace at most. I do know people who can hold a grudge like that, but everyone else holding onto it with her, even the people just finding out about now feels a little too tough on him. Yes, we concur. <laughs> well, and especially since, like, he was this good friend of the family, and it just seems like you would be happy to see him, even though he did something that kind of pissed you off. Yeah, and know. Catherine nails it when she, because Catherine, this is, I, I get the general idea from your guys' comments, but I don't always read them all the way through before I read them on the show, because I prefer it that way. Catherine continues, and also, this kid who's practically family and had a tough home life disappears. Yeah, the timing was prom, but I feel like for her dad, at least, he'd have other concerns beyond you stood up my daughter. Namely, are you okay? Yeah, seriously. I, I think we mentioned that as well. Yeah. But that was my thought, too, is like, wasn't he going to be worried about him or yeah. concerned that something may have happened to him, especially since he came from this horrible family? Yeah. And that he leaves with his mom, again, like I said, should be, like, a huge... Red flag that something was wrong. Or at least wrong. a huge indication that he left for good reason, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Catherine continues. I think a necessary period product invention should be a variety pack that has some tampons, pads of all different sizes and lengths that could be targeted to clueless single dads and first periods. But it could also work for Airbnb owners, first aid kits, and anyone who wants a little of everything. Yeah. They have a, I, I mean, I am a, uh, I get the variety pack of tampon sizes because I like to have a myriad for all various times of my there period. You go for any, anything that might be. But I don't do pads anymore. Um, uh, she says, 
So anyway, this book mostly made me want to pitch this idea to her boss. Um, I, would agree. I can't imagine, though, that anyone who's really into advertising would think that unicorns and rainbows were going to sell feminine Especially, hygiene products. Especially, yeah, like they were saying in this day and age, that is just not the, the tone that yeah. is working for women's products. Um Catherine continues, ultimately, I had to DNF because the book wasn't available for Kindle at my library, only on the phone app. A book has to be six out of five stars for me to finish on my phone. Yeah, I get that. Not the author's fault, just my spectacular vision and library selection. (laughs) Um, Ava says, I gave this one four stars, but it was because I was comparing it to The Marriage Game, which I gave three stars. I listened to this book and have come to the conclusion that I don't care for the narrator's voice. While she is spot on for South Asian voices, her Irish accent was so bad. Now, that's weird to me because I, in my head, I was not picturing any of these Irish people as having Irish accents. Well, some of them were actually from Ireland. So oh, were they? Yeah. Some of his aunts were from Ireland. Aunts and uncles. Oh. The wee baby Seamus. <laughs> I can't read the name Seamus without yeah, thinking of the wee baby Seamus. And only like one person is going to get that reference. But. Oh, well, sorry. Um, so there were some people, but he wouldn't have had an Irish no, accent. I was not. I apparently skipped over that part. But yeah, I was just kind of picturing this as like a third, fourth generation Irish-American family. Yeah, some of but... his family that was there for the funeral actually came from Ireland, so... But, like, his grandfather grew up here. How yeah. is that a thing? Well, he's got relatives in other parts. But most of them were his were his grandfather's children. I don't, I don't know, Ellen. <laughs> Just saying, because his great-grandfather started the distillery, right? Yeah, well... No, his grandfather. Didn't his grandfather bring it over from Ireland? Maybe it was his great Anyway. Whatever. It's weird. I can't remember. Um, so that's strange to me. The But I don't know. I hope there was only I hope like, Liam didn't have like an Irish accent because that would be weird. That would be weird. incorrect. Um, Ava continues. She reads a lot of books that I have found irritating. And I hate to think all these authors are to blame. Back to the plot. I loved that each character, Liam and Daisy, had a complicated family. We learned about both sides and actually met the families instead of just learning about them. I also liked that Sarah Desai chose to explore a cross-cultural romance. I think more exploration of this would have been interesting. I agree with that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, she says, I am of Indian origin, so I appreciated a non-Indian hero who loved her food, culture, and family dynamics. There were a few laugh-out-loud moments, too, which I enjoyed, but I read this a month ago and don't remember details. (laughs) I get that, Ava. Um, there were some cringeworthy moments that I found so bothersome that are clearly not memorable now, but I found myself skipping ahead on the audio. I got bored with her work issues and was way more interested in Liam's work and family in several chapters. Not a good sign. It also took me a while to finish it. I felt like I had to force myself. I'm beginning to question why I gave it four stars. <laughs> Ava, you're understanding the qualm that we have on this podcast all the time. Is the more you talk about it, the more it's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, that's right. And there's things that Ellen will bring up and I was like, yeah, that's right. That did bug me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Cassie says, I ended up DNFing this one around the halfway point. I did connect with the characters and I never looked forward to picking this book up. It just wasn't for me. Cassie, I might have done the same if I didn't have to read it for the podcast. I'll just leave it at that. 
Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to finish it. I liked the story, and I liked the... I mean, there were... It takes a lot for me to DNF, so I probably wouldn't DNF, but I... I certainly would not have read this as quickly. You would have skimmed more of it, too, probably. Well, I skimmed a lot of it, let's be honest. Um, I only skim the sex scenes. That's why they don't bother me as much anymore. Well, they're all very similar. Tiernan says, this was okay. I enjoyed Daisy and Liam, but something seemed missing in their chemistry. I would agree with that. Um, There was a lot going on in the story between the work issues, family, and the distillery business. I loved the cultural aspect of the story surrounding Daisy's family. However, can we for once have an Irish-American family that doesn't involve an alcoholic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a little sad. (laughs) And true. That's a thing that happens all the time. Um... And Tiernan, I guess the answer is no. That can never happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree. Their chemistry, it's like I've said before, it was a lot of telling us that there was chemistry and not always showing the chemistry. Well, and it was one of those things where, you know, through a lot of it, I was like, if these two get together, I don't know if they're going to make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, I don't know, there was just... Their backgrounds were so different and weird things, and I don't know. They didn't, yeah, and they didn't have, like, a ton in common. It didn't, I don't know. Not that that's always necessary, but... Your dad and I have, like, zero things in common. That's true. <laughs> Just three children. No, we we enjoy each other quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Because I'm always ragging on he's him. He's lovable. He's lo- <laughs> <laughs> My granddaughter was over today, and she says, where's Grandpa? Where's Grandpa? And I said, well, he's fine. He's on a trip, and she's... And we said, why do you want to see Grandma so bad? Because she asked like three times. Yeah. And I said, why do you want to see Grandma so bad? And she says, because he's so lovable. <laughs> we're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you were the only person to ever describe him that. <laughs> oh, he's lovable. But it was cute. Um, Jen said, I enjoy this book. However, it did have some issues. The biggest one being, if you are going to abandon the girl you love on prom night, a girl who already has abandonment issues, maybe write her a note. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Anyways, I liked both Daisy and Liam, and I love that even though Daisy wanted to be mad at Liam, they just connected and felt so comfortable with each other. I'm glad Liam's explanation of prom night wasn't dragged out forever. The aunties were hilarious. I love how they had no boundaries. Most of the dates were pretty funny, and I loved the bit with the swords as well. That was funny. There were a lot of fun moments, but I must say there is no halftime in hockey. There are three periods in hockey with two intermissions. I would agree with that. That is true. We used to go to a lot of hockey games when yeah. we lived in Spokane. Um, and usually they have the Zamboni come through, but it's not like a huge yeah. break, at least not from college hockey. That was like the only sporting events that I attended in college was... Hockey games. Well, we took you to hockey games because Spokane had a semi-professional team and we would go to the hockey games. And And they'd they'd always fight and it was awesome. uh, It was so awesome. And (laughs) we'd be there with our kids and and we're like yelling, fight, fight, fight. I was like, this is a terrible example for my children. We really don't want you guys to fight. But this is freaking awesome. Um. Yeah. And I went to a school that's much more known for its uh, football than anything else and i never went to a football game and i tell people that and they're like you never went to a football game i'm like i just don't care about football and i do like hockey Hockey. um 
Nara, <laughs> she has this disclaimer at the beginning. Feel free to not read this on the episode since it's based on so little of the book and mainly on my sour mood. But we're going to listen to what Nara has to say. Maybe the current lockdown is making me salty. Nara lives in Brazil. No, she lives in... Is she in Turkey now? Nara, where are you these days? I need to know. Um, so wherever she is, they're doing lockdown, which makes me sad for her. Um, but she says, maybe the current lockdown is making me salty, but I just couldn't get into this book. I started with the sample and so many things felt off for me. How do you hold such a grudge over prom for 10 years? The guy who had a shitty family just disappeared and no one thought to look for him. Maybe (sighs) something really bad happened. Yes. Yes. Um, and when they meet in the lobby, is everyone else moving in slow motion? They have a very long talk before the (laughs) aunt whom she's just been talking to reaches them even longer than her ex and his lover. Yes. Yes. And And I told you, I'm like, they are really belaboring the point. And like, there was a lot that was happening in those two seconds. And, um, that's what I taught when I said like pacing felt off. It's stuff like that. And that's not the only time something like that happens where it's like, what is like the time and place and how is this all working out right now? Well, and that's why a lot of times when she talked to Layla and they were talking about their fake relationship and I was assuming the ants were still there uh-huh. because of why it was never explained to me that the ants weren't Left, there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was like, how are they talking about this? The ants, the aunties aren't supposed to know. But, um, yeah, there, that was, that was weird. And I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, this is, were they, and then this poor guy that these aunties keep dragging around, Roshan, was that his name or something? And, um, how low do you have to think of yourself to let yourself be dragged around over and over and over again to this girl? I mean, it seems like at some point he would have this girl who he first saw making out with somebody else. It seems like at some point he would have the, you know, huevos to just say, you know what? I don't think I'm interested in your girl. So leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nara, I don't think any of that is salty, but that's just because have you heard me for the last hour? (laughs) You've been listening. (laughs) Um, finally, Deb says, I really wanted to love this one, but it was more of a like, if you have a fake engagement, but tell almost everyone around you that it's fake. Don't see how that had any hope of working. Deb, yes. Yes. I felt like the author wanted to hit the read over the head that it was a fake engagement trope. I liked, and she did probably because she knows that that is freaking catnip for us, you guys. Um, I liked both Liam and Daisy, but not as invested in the relationship as I had hoped. Finally, one of my biggest pet peeves is around the authors that reference sports, but don't know anything about them or their rules. Hockey has three periods, not two halves. Why add it to the book without researching it first? So overall, entertaining, but not a love. But she did research, like, she seemed to know stuff about motorcycles. I don't know anything about motorcycles, so maybe she was all wrong. But, um... Uh, there was some stuff I was like, wow, she knows a lot about that. But yeah, the hockey. Yeah. Um, also like, unless the sharks have redone their jerseys, unless they're talking about a different sharks, like that's not the sharks colors and stuff that I was Aren't they black and turquoise kind of? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but I don't know. Um, and Deb's... So, you know, Deb ends with so overall entertaining, but not a love. And I think that's where I land is entertaining, but not a love. Well, and and also there's 
there's this thing. If you're going to put a book in Northern California, I'm going to call you on this. If their distilleries in Napa and they live in San Francisco, that's a bit of a drive. I mean, that's not super close to each other. And, um, and the Sharks play in San Jose, which is also a bit of a drive. Listen, any of that, any of there's, there's people that do California geography, right? And it's because you can tell they obviously live in in the area. Cause like, I think the same thing with LA books all the time. I'm like, honey, no, it used to take me like 45 minutes to drive to Hollywood. And that was literally like five miles from my house. So yeah, that's, that's what you're dealing. Those are like the timelines you're dealing with in LA and especially in the Bay area. It's basically the same because it's just like places that, well, and like the, Highway, highway and freeway system in the Bay Area is, like, very convoluted, too, which yeah. adds to, like, part of the problem there. Same with L.A. I honest, drove, because I think everybody knows we live in Sacramento. I had to drive my son and his wife to the airport. And they had, I don't remember what time their flight was, but I had to drop them off at the airport at, like, 3.30. Yeah. So I was driving home from San Francisco, which... San Francisco to Sacramento is usually about an hour, maybe hour, hour, hour and a half, hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes if there's zero traffic. Yeah. But it, you can get bad traffic. Like it took me four and a half hours to get home from San Francisco airport at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I, in fact, I was listening to Josh and Hazel and I was able to finish the book almost <laughs> in the time it took me to drive from San Francisco to Sacramento. Because it's, and then it's just not, this is a very sad state of, affairs but i cannot tell you how many times i've driven to or from sacramento or san francisco and there's been crazy amounts of traffic because somebody jumped off the bridge oh i know that happens all the time you guys well we were coming home from a we'd taken when the kids were little we'd gone to which is very sad but also it's like it happens it happens like it's happened multiple times when i've we went to a baseball game we took all the kids like my dad took the cousins, all the yeah. kids, and um, us to a baseball game at Candlestick Park. So it was a while ago. And on the way home, we got stuck in traffic because there was a shooting on the freeway. Yeah. And they closed down, like, it wasn't just, like, down to a lane. They shut down the freeway in yeah. the middle of rush hour, in the middle of the afternoon. And it was closed till the next morning. So we had to figure out, like, we had to get off somewhere and figure out a way to get home. And it was... Crazy. It took us and my grandpa ever. does not deal well with no. those kinds of situations. No, he doesn't. Um, anyway, uh, that was really... We need... What's something else we can talk about? Prom. You guys, stop making such a big deal about prom. Just because I didn't want to end it on that. that <laughs> oh, was that the last one? Yeah. yeah. Prom. Big deal. Prom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say I did go to my junior prom. I didn't go to my senior ball. I... That's... Yeah, that's what we do out in these neck of the woods is junior prom, senior ball. Um, I didn't go to either because nobody cared to ask me. Oh. Um, the only school dance I went to was, we call it twerp. I know it's like Morp or there's Sadie, Sadie Hawkins. Hawkins. Um, uh, so that was the only one I went to is when I asked somebody to come with me and it was like my friend who's like a brother to me. So yeah, I never count. went to a homecoming dance or we, were we that heinous? We weren't heinous. <laughs> However, my like husband think- did look at a picture of me from high school and said, yeah, I probably wouldn't have dated you. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. 
Okay. I don't feel like I look that much different. Maybe that's part of my problem. (laughs) I don't think I look that different from what I did in high school, except for like the braces era. Which is bad. That's always bad era. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't go to any dances either. And when I did go to junior prom, bless his heart, I went with a friend of the family. So... Um, when who, who was from another high school and found out I didn't have a date, so he took me. When I didn't go to, I don't remember, I think it was all my friends were going to homecoming, and I wasn't going to homecoming. And so mom took me and we bought an, a nice new dress. And I got your hair cut. And we c- cut my hair off. Pretty short, like it was a pretty dramatic cut. So that was what I remember. But we went to visit grandma, and what did grandma say? I don't remember. My grandma was always ragging on my hair. <laughs> she was always ragging on. She would say, she's a lovely woman, but she would she say was, things sometimes. She was like a very depression era. And she had very snarky comments. She also yeah. had a very snarky sense of humor, which might be where I get some of this. But um, she said, oh, Ellen, your hair looks so cute. If you'd done this a while ago, you might have had a date to homecoming. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she was always like given like the underhand. Because um, one time I remember I like... French braided my hair and let it be crimpy and because that was very in, you know, at in the early aughts when I was going to high school. And um and I was like, Grandma, do you like my hair? And she's like, it looks kinda ratty. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> well, I remember when I was a kid in high school and um we had had I don't remember one of those dances, homecoming or senior ball or something, one of those that I didn't go to. And I was asking my mom, I said, well, what was your senior ball? What was the theme? Because, you know, it, back to the future and things like that, you always see the dances have yeah. these Chapman under the sea yes. or whatever. And um, um, she said, she told me what it was. I can't remember what it was. And she said, uh, and I said, you know, something like, well, that's kind of silly. And she says, well, at least I went to my dance. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, mom. Cold-blooded. <laughs> She was sassafras. (laughs) But she didn't mean it in a harsh way. It's just that's the kind of sense of humor that my family grew up with. And it made me tough. (laughs) Yeah. I have a friend that always says, you have such tough skin. And I said, you know, meaning metaphorically, you know, things don't bother me. And I said, yeah, I'm not overweight. I just have really thick. That's it. She says, you have such thick skin. And I said, yeah, I'm not overweight. I just have super thick skin. (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) Um, okay. So those are our thoughts on prom. Prom. <laughs> basically, I'm just going to call this episode prom. Um, so those are our or thoughts. Or the lack thereof. Yeah. And some of your thoughts on The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May 24th, we'll be having our free-for-all. Free-for-all. Um, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show. And you guys, we just love to read them. We do love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Bye, Ellen. Bye.
Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.